Welcome to another episode of the Seminar This is L. KB. Hashtag feminism. African queen. African queen. Three black women. Where's the lie? Hello, quarantine world, and welcome to a episode of the Noir Files. We all quarantined. We are not quarantined. We no. are practicing physical isolation, social distancing. No, I, my our friend, our Neo said it shouldn't be called social distancing because we still are socializing with each other. We're just doing it in different methods. It's more about being physically apart, at least six feet from other people. Contagion. So, containment so we should maybe think about calling it physical distancing what do you guys think about that whatever anyway i'm i'm going stir crazy being in my damn house (laughs) (laughs) i know that much okay let's go ahead and get the show started you know shug's introverted ass don't like being around people i don't so so how so you should be happy but uh L how are you doing I'm not in these doing well crazy times I'm not so listen we all know that I am the social butterfly of the group correct <laughs> I'll, so, I'll give you that yeah <laughs> so listen but I'm going to tell you I still went and got my hair done I kept my hair appointment they were open they confirmed I was like I'll be there I still got my nails done they look great and my nail tech shout out to you Jay at Nail Bed and Bar had to reschedule because she was coming back from out of the country. So we had to reschedule my appointment. So they were open late just for me. And it was wonderful. Mm. So okay. you like one of these spring breakers that we're going to talk about soon. No, no, we are not. Because if I, because all the other times I stayed at home, I only went to work today. We had a skeletal crew, but other than those three times that I went out, my black ass was at home on my couch and checking my emails and doing work. Mm-mm-mm. Thanks. Mm. And I kept my distance from people. Mm. No hugging, no touching. Mm. Don't get my personal space. So is that how you're managing during this time? Yes. And I'm exercising. I'm walking. Jay actually said that my face looks slimmer. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And I felt like my skin was going today. I kept looking at myself. I was like, girl, you look good. Uh, I'm trying not to get my no face corona weight. Up. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to gain no Corona weight because I have all this food in the house. Girl, snacks halfway gone. Exactly. It's very (laughs) easy to sit here. Like I took dinner last night and I asked my neighbor, I was like, do you want some? Because I can't eat all this by myself. Wow. It's going to go bad. And that's why I also suggested we had our little virtual walk together. So that was fun. Mm hmm. We should do it so more we're gonna often. we're going to do that every day. I thought we were going to do it every day. Well, I've yeah, been doing well, it every day alone. Well, me and Elle. Don't, are, you've been doing it every day alone. Don't do that. One day with you guys, but I've been doing it alone. Thank well, you. Well, we're going to call you tomorrow because me and Elle are going to look at cherry blossoms. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yes. So I've been coping by definitely the walks. I love that you guys had that idea. I knew I needed to get out the house. So I've been doing it. I, I think I was crazy one night and just ran like at yes. eight o'clock at night in yes. in Philly. I know. It was I need smart. you to not do that. Thank I you. Know, but when I tell again. you I was about to go crazy, okay. 
Well, so, that's how we did the afternoon walks. Yeah, but I wasn't doing that. I just, you know, waited. And so, yes, since we've been doing these afternoon walks now, it's been great. I've been grabbing my daughter out of the house and it's murder for her. So it's really hilarious to me. And she complains <laughs> the entire right. time. Torturing and that baby. Whatever. So that's one way I've been kind of um, coping with it. I also heard some really good tips from people at work about how to cope during this time with you know, even just going to bed and waking up at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, drinking water, which I am doing a lot of moving every 90 minutes because it's super easy to just be sitting in your office working because I'm working from home right now. So it's super think, easy for me to just stay here. Right. I think mm-hmm. most people are because right now it's just really crazy. So I know in Maryland, they closed down all the malls, bars, restaurants like you could only do like takeout orders mm-hmm. in places like um fast food where you get stuff to go. So movie theaters have closed. So it's really nothing that you could really go out and do, which is a good thing cuz we just we don't understand this virus yet. Yeah. So exactly. definitely been doing that. Been definitely FaceTiming people, even though some mm-hmm. people don't answer my FaceTime, i.e. Oh these two. I oh. do try to FaceTime people just to kind of keep that social connection going. Listeners, can I tell you a secret? Nope. Uh-oh. KB thinks that the world revolves around her and <gasps> it doesn't. Um, No, I don't. I just you do. feel like I deserve the respect of when I FaceTime you or call you, you actually call me back. I mean, at your earliest convenience. So I never get a phone that. call. Now I never get a phone that. call. Guys, I've been waiting for a return call for a call I made back on Sunday. And that was days ago. Okay. We talked to you since then. What are you talking about? That it part. wasn't a FaceTime call. Oh my gosh. In any event, Shug, how are you coping? Well, you love this. I am. <laughs> so I shouldn't even say coping. How much do you dream. love being in the house? That's how I'm going to ask you the question. Oh my God. Like... I love that we're in the house together. I love it. We're all in the house, separate but together. I love it. Anyway, so I have plenty of time to, I can do my work without having to go in and see anybody, but I can also catch up on my show. So I finally caught up on Cherish Today. I got to see This Is Us. I'm starting to watch, what's the the show on Hulu with- um, Little Fires Everywhere. Little Fires Everywhere. I started that. So there's a bunch of like- it's good. It's though. not. It's good. I'm gonna have to give you my Hulu password so you I can watch it. I bought the book. Yep, your Hulu is still signed into my TV, so I started watching it. <laughs> <the appointment>. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, so I get to catch up on my shows. My house is clean. I have a list of books that I want to read. Let me tell you, like all of the good stuff that's probably been out there. And nobody's really been paying attention to it. So like the New York Public Library, you have access to over 300,000 books that you, you could check out for free. You could take tours of like museums. I think you can even ride rides at Disney World like virtually. So I'm like, oh. really, yes, I'm loving it. So you guys get to understand me and my world through this forced quarantine time. And I'm loving it. Welcome we're not, to my side. We're not quarantined. <laughs> Welcome we're to not, my side. No, they call, then what is it if we're not quarantined? It's called physical isolation whatever mm. but i mean i feel like you're quarantined mm. because it's you you can't go out and do what you want to do yeah. so to you technically is. can but you're we're advising you don't quarantine is when you actually know that you have the you virus have to and be you in have the to house. stay in the house and so right forth. i get it but the fact that you can't go to the movies which really pisses me off because i was really looking forward to seeing mulan this weekend 
Oh, yeah, they pushed me. it back. Mm-hmm. Is they going to put it on Disney Plus or no? Uh, I don't think Frozen, so. I know. Frozen 2 came out on Disney Plus. That's what's on Disney Plus. But you know what? I, let me just say this. I'm struggling a little bit. I like to be by myself too, but man, I'm having a homeschool. Let me tell you something. Oh, yeah. God bless you. You appreciate us more, don't you? No, I've never said that was my calling. This no, but I'm saying. saying you no, 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 no. I've always appreciated. No, 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 no. There's never not being an appreciation. <laughs> Let me just right. say that. Your mom's a teacher. My That's mom's right. a teacher. So there's yes. never not been an appreciation for educators. Yes. I think a special person is an educator. Okay. Yes. That's not my calling. My patience <laughs> level is too short. Then the calls, I, I'm surprised I'm talking to y'all right now. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I don't even want to talk no more. I go mute. Amen. My mama called me and want to talk. I'm so sorry. I'm spent. Because right. I have call mm-hmm. after call after call. Like these fools put on more calls just to make sure they can say you are engaged. So we keep on, we have a check-in call to see how we mm-hmm. doing mentally for the team. Well, that's good though, Katie. That's a good thing. Hell that's no. Not when you look at my schedule and I still got work to do. Mm. No. So now I'm working right now and it's after hours. So I don't know how I'm feeling right now. But go mm-hmm. ahead. But they say Katie, I need to do some doing, deep breathing. Go. Yes, they're doing that to make sure that you're dealing with it appropriately. And it's funny because my don't health- crowd my schedule just to make yourself feel good and that you engage in us. Oh Lord. So what I will say is that my health insurance company actually sent an email today about how to cope with everything, like financially, mentally, physically. And I was like, okay, come on, UHC. I'm a My fan. company did that, so they already care about us. Well, that's Physically, great. it would be great for like married couples or people that are booed up because I'd be spending my time smashing. In the bed. <laughs> Listen, I'm about to order a new vibrator right now. I got I, a Excuse me, code. we got a whole financial planner coming up. Can we oh, do this today? Thank you. He got a wife. He does. He does and they got a baby. So Thank we know you. they doing it. They need to work. Baby number two might be in the works nine months from now. Oh, God. So who else ain't sitting their behinds down? Is these, these black spring breakers and spring breakers, period. True, so did you guys true. see what's happening in Miami? You know, we all know Miami's a hot spot for spring break. Yes. <laughs> and there are some allegations right now, though, that the Miami Beach police are not treating us very well and almost targeting us and kind of handling us a little bit more aggressively. So there's been a lot. No, I'm not. I'm not. I was about to say. Yeah, and it's Miami Beach. So they'd rather us be over in Opelika or somewhere else, another part of Miami. Yeah, Yeah. instead of being in the beach areas. So, and again, I think this is one of those things, if you feel like you getting treated badly, stop spending your money there. Thank Stop you. going there. Exactly. But anyway, they're saying black students are being met with extremely aggressive policing from officers under the leadership of Chief Rick Clements and then city manager Jimmy Morales and Mayor Dan Gilbert. So the interesting thing with this Dan Gilbert is I sent you guys another article where he rebutted this article. Hmm. And he is really defending the actions of the police officers saying they're keeping the people safe because there are fights breaking out. And let me say this, I don't uphold wrong. So if y'all like they're fighting and I'm not saying everybody's doing that, then you are going to bring attention, but they are literally saying that they're accusing the police officers of attacking them even with rubber bullets, like shooting them with rubber oh, bullets coming out in like, you know, this warfare type of attire just to come and break up an incident. So they really are kind of seeming to go a little bit over and above. Again, stop spending your money and stop playing with these people. And why are y'all out there? 
All right. We'll we'll talk about that later too. But didn't he test positive for the coronavirus? Who? Wasn't it the mayor of Miami? The mayor of Miami, didn't he test positive? So now he's a mayor of Miami Beach. It oh, appears that there must be two mayors. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a difference. There's a I didn't know that. Miami, they they Miami specifically Beach. said that this Dan Gilbert, who I think anybody in Miami, y'all need to be writing his ass because he seems like an asshole. Like his whole article is really, this is, you know, the NAACP is actually doing an investigation and, and raising concern about how black students are being treated while they're there. But he is totally defending them. And one of these folks, and I can't remember who they said, I think it was the chief Rick Clements, evidently went to the black community to try to get, you know, in his office. And then now is acting like we don't know y'all. Mm. So again, your vote counts. Remember this. Just remember that. That's True it. Story. That's all I want to say. In other news. So speaking of people not taking coronavirus seriously, it kind of really didn't hit me as how serious it was until Tom Hanks came out and said that he had it. Like, that really bothered me. That hurt my heart because I was like, oh, shit, this is real. So he posted it on his social media account. I believe him and his wife, Rita Wilson, they are in Australia. I believe they were taping um, either a movie or a TV series down there. And it turns out that they started feeling a little bit under the weather And they tested them for it, and it came back positive. So since then, a number of other celebrities, like Idris Elba. My um, boo. His wife will take care of him. He'll be fine. What wife? Um, Oh, okay. Um, Sean Payton and Kevin Durant. (laughs) (laughs) I just heard you say it. I'm like, right. Oh, okay. Moving on. But there's a host of celebrities. It seems like every couple of hours, somebody new is coming out and saying that they have contracted it. So that's letting you know just how serious it is. And then also, I got a phone call right before we started taping that someone, there's a janitor that works at my work site who started exhibiting some of the conditions. So Are they're you not your pearls. Yeah, she is. I, I am. I am. <laughs> I am. Go ahead, Shug. Yeah, so... We're going to stay far away from Shug. Go. That part. I'm, I don't know if I want to walk with you anymore tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it's that's fine. I was going to leave you... I was going to leave you on, on the bike anyway, so that's oh, fine. Oh, very good. Look, it's an incubation period from two days to 14 days before symptoms will start showing up. Okay, go. But, yeah, so they just sent out a message to everybody letting us know that somebody at our work site may possibly have it so yeah okay yeah well i hope he honestly like truth be told i really hope that he does not yes and he just has a cold or even just a flu yeah Yeah, same but the thing about it is is that they're predicting over 250 million people are going to end up getting this so i kind of feel like it's just a matter of time yeah it's going to run its course yeah. So I know they're trying to, you know, we have to talk politics, right? I don't want this to be only about coronavirus, even though we know that's the hottest story right now. But I know you guys have seen Bernie Sanders and his supporters really pushing this postponing of the primary elections. He's still going to lose. That okay, part. see, that's, that's what he's I was feeling like. He's still going to lose. It, it appears, you wanna, 
You want to lose now or you want to lose later? That part. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. She told a lie. Lord, I love her. But listen, that's what I was thinking. I was like, y'all looking real like defeat. Like I got defeated and I'm going to now put my feet in the sand and try to, you know, not go Mm -hmm. to the finish line without a fight. And, you know, I'm going to bring up up Sean King because I'm really getting irritated with him. And I really liked him before this. But, you know, him reposting stuff and, you know, one of the things he tweeted, you know, retweeted a, a comment about some of the whole sites not having sufficient materials, like no kind of sanitizing wipes, no kind of, you know, really, you know, we know that elderly people are generally working the poll stations. So I wrote a question back to him. Is the purpose of you writing this to alert us that the polls are not adequately staffed or in a in a good condition? Or is this to further your agenda to bring light about postponing the elections? Oh. I, I was irritated. I'm sorry. Don't. I'm, I'm don't apologize. apologize. Don't apologize. You did the right thing. And I said, All I right. hope it's the latter, which that in the way I wrote it, it was about, you know, you need to be, you know, bringing a light to the attention that they need to have these polling stations available and cleaned for people to work. So I know we were talking a little bit about this before and you guys did agree like, yeah, they should postpone, but we know that, you know, votes, but you know, especially with the recommendation right now that we shouldn't have even more than 10 people in the same area. Some states are doing mm-hmm. 10 people. You know, we were saying 50 before, but some people are moving to 10. Yeah. Um, Maryland's 10. 10 now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess with that, yes, we shouldn't have it, but is it, you that needs to go on this rant and shouldn't that be the decision of the state to like look or maybe you should be tweeting it to the state instead of tweeting it to the people i don't know i just feel like you you looking like a sore loser even though it's true i'm irritated i can tell clearly but not just by this though like not just a sean king issue i think you after today like you just need a good night's rest And I feel like you'll feel better in the morning. I know my face is breaking out. And y'all know I don't get pimples on my face, really. Probably because you stressed. I know, because I think you're stressed. Yeah. You are. So so I think in addition to our walks, like maybe if you find like something else to do to sort of like bring you back to KB, whether it's like an online class or- I don't even know what the time I'm going to have that. You know, I had to, my ADHD has been kicking in. Okay. Listen, all you need is like 15, 20 minutes. You don't even have to do a full workout. Mm. Just do 15, 20 minutes, like yoga. Actually, I, I think hate yoga. Pilates. Do you like Pilates? Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, we'll talk about this offline. I just want to smoke some. I don't know. Anyway, hey, no, that's what No, she might need to do that. <laughs> no, let her, let, her, let her have it. She might need to do that. Let we're her not doing it. that. So, so, so other people are frustrated besides me, right? Yes. Spring breakers evidently are frustrated. I didn't know people was going on spring break. I'm like, I thought all this shit got canceled. How are spring breakers frustrated? They are upset because, you know, they have these rules associated with them. And this is in Miami again. This story came out of Miami and this is video that's oh, circulating. Goddamn Florida. I know. That part. Like Florida. I what know. y'all doing? Messing up the club. But anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> listen, so they were complaining because of like people that were coming from New Orleans, just coming from different places saying, well, we already had this, you know, on the books and we wanted to, you know, we already paid for this trip, basically. And I was like, yeah, you did. But 
I don't know if, you know, and I was on some, y'all heard me in earlier episodes. I'm like, I think people are doing the most, but it's Mm -hmm. like, even if I thought you were doing the most, it doesn't mean I'm gonna go out and do risky behavior to help feed into that. You know what I mean? I'm gonna still follow the recommendations from the World Health Organization and the CDC. I'm not gonna sit up here and just be doing stuff to be doing stuff. And I feel like these kids is out here just doing stuff. And maybe they think they're invincible because we understand that, those with a higher <laughs> fatality rate have been those that are elderly and with um, compromised immune systems. But it doesn't mean that younger people are not dying. And one example is the um, gentleman from Glendora that was 34 years old and had recently visited Disney World in Florida. And mm-hmm. he passed away. So it's not that it's not happening to younger people. So we do have to stay vigilant and just not be out here just acting wild. It's rare. And then also, too, like people are traveling out of state, but I get the feeling that eventually they're going to shut down most travel. Like unless it's essential, I don't see them keeping like the airlines and things open because now countries are starting to close their borders. Mm -hmm. People are getting stuck overseas. Mm -hmm. So it's like that flight to Vegas for $15 looks really great. But what if you get to Vegas and your ass can't get back? Then what you That part. <laughs> Just saying. And the casinos are closed. So what you going to Vegas What you going to do, sis? It was right. some FAMU students that was in some country. I can't think of where I saw this. And FAMU, uh, what was it? United Rattlers. What's that, what's that Instagram? FAMU United or yeah. Rattlers United. Rattlers United. They posted about it. And one person put it in a comment. They talking about a spree break. The person said, can they get back? Right. <laughs> that part. Wait a minute. I think we don't be forget. We be forgetting that part of it. So I totally Rana. agree with y'all. I think for the gram. Yeah. And I think another thing that's irritating me is the myths. Like that are circulating mm-hmm. in the graphs yeah. and the charts. And I think me being in the science world is really irritating me because right. I'm like, where did you get this information? Like, I can't even vet this because I don't know where it came from. Who in the hell is making these charts up? And it's not to say that they're wrong, but it's like any willy nam person is just like grabbing information and just putting it out there and like, what's the deal with the damn? It's not martial law. What they keep talking about this? What is it called? What? What are you trying little, to say? It is martial little, law. Is it called martial law? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sick of hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really I'm, like the woke motherfucker, but not even just the woke people. The woke people are saying it, and the non-woke people are saying it. And uh-huh. y'all gotta understand. I feel like white people have been waiting for this day. You hear what I'm saying? Oh, they done had movies by Armageddon and all this other stuff, but they just love this in the world stuff. So you got them fools out here. Then you got these people, the martial law, the woke black people. I mean, it's just, it's a lot. I'm just, it's a lot. It's a lot. I think this is why you're stressed out, KB. I don't know. They're irritating me. So let's, let's, let's talk about some myth busters. Let's talk about some stuff that we know. And we're still like, and, and you know, we're still learning things about this virus. But again, people, please use you know, common Common sense. sense. No, and sites that are backed, right? So World Health Organization is one. We know the CDC is also Mm -hmm. a good, you know, website to also get your information from. And I love on um, the uh, WHO website, that's World Health Organization for sure. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, is that what we're doing? (laughs) (sighs) Sorry. You want you want another pimple to come up for me? Like what do we want to do? Okay, I'm sorry. I was trying to make you laugh, KB. It's not. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. I'm I just need somebody to homeschool my child. Okay, let's move along. (laughs) So 
So listen, so COVID-19 virus can be transmitted in areas with hot and humid climates. The evidence so far, this it can be transmitted in all areas. That's including with hot and humid weather. So please don't listen to your president talking about in April when the weather gets nice, we'll be good. Yeah, okay. but isn't that like isn't that like the breeding ground for like viruses and everything? Because yeah, in hot, warm places. I'm yeah. just saying, don't listen to your president. Your president said when he's not becomes my president. Who is my your president? president. Is okay, moving along. Obama the second. That's my Thank president. You. Another one. We got. I'm gonna fire these out. Cold okay. weather and snow cannot kill the new virus. There's no Who reason. <laughs> This is what some people are saying. Hmm. There is no reason to believe that cold weather can kill the new coronavirus or other diseases. So please stop. Taking a hot bath does not prevent the new coronavirus disease. What? Where so again, taking a hot <laughs> bath will not prevent you from catching COVID-19. That's all I'm going to say. We're going to move right along. Another myth, the new coronavirus cannot be transmitted through mosquito bites. So to date, there has been no information nor evidence to suggest that the new coronavirus can be transmitted by mosquitoes. So we know the new coronavirus is a respiratory virus, uh, which uh, spreads primarily through droplets generated with, uh, when an infected person coughs or sneezes, or even through droplets of saliva or discharge from the nose. So mm. again, we don't have the information just yet. Are hand dryers effective in killing the new coronavirus? Now, I had never heard anybody saying hand dryers. Right. Okay. So, again, no. Hand dryers are not effective in killing the 2019 coronavirus. Don't, Don't they it. say hand dryers, like, spread, like, germs and things? See, I thought hand dryers, like, in the bathroom were supposed to be better health-wise than like paper Mm-mm. towels no they had a, a study on that i didn't get to see uh, the report but evidently those things something about them not being clean it's not that the, the heat uh, is a problem it's the uh, vent the I bacteria guess, yeah stuff it sits the, on there that and so makes I, sense. Yeah, yeah so i think that's why they say that okay. um, but they said just again you know alcohol-based hand rub when you're not able to get the soap and water but soap and water is the best thing wait can i just say how annoyed i am that we're (laughs) finding out how nasty a lot of mofos are like have you not been washing your hands this whole time no they haven't been what's that girl from that show she bragged about how she don't wash her hands when she at home what's that adrian balion yes from um, the real is what's that boy name that's that's her husband in the snowman dating her? No, no, oh, no. Jeezy. Now you think uh, about the other girl. Yeah, Adrian Balan's husband is um a gospel singer. She's the girl from three L W. Right, but who her husband is um Hold on. The guy who's a gospel singer. But also my coworker was telling me how men will be in the bathroom. And like he'll see them, Israel Houghton. That's her yeah. husband's name. Mm-hmm. But my coworker was telling me he's a gospel singer. But I'm my so coworker sorry, was telling me <laughs> how men, like he'll be in the airport and he'll see men come out of the stall, the urinal, whatever, and like shake two yeah. times and then walk and out. Don't wash, yeah, they don't that wash. Yeah, so they I'm like, that's nasty. I'm enjoying my wine. I don't want to think about that. Next. And then, like, when I was getting my nails done today, the receptionist at Nail Bend and Bar was like, this guy that she used to date, when she realized that his ass didn't wash, he's like, I was just pee. 
She's like, I knew that was no, that's a problem. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, she's like, that's when I knew it was about to be over. Oh, yeah, it's over. My ex used to do that. My ex used to go pee. Like he would do it at home. He would pee, and then I'd be like, "You're not gonna wash your hands," and he'd be like, "For what?" And I'm like, "Nah, don't touch me, dude." Like, so you like Adrian? Okay, don't don't touch. Yeah. Mm -mm. So another myth: Can an ultraviolet disinfection lamp kill the new coronavirus? What? So again, UV lamps should not be used to sterilize hands or other areas of the skin, as this can actually cause some ir- um, skin irritation. So don't don't do that, people. That part, soap and water, soap and water, soap and water. People <laughs> water are making this and more soap. complicated. Like, what? It, what's the problem with washing your hands, people? Can people one of the listeners? Things. Listeners, if you don't wash your hands, can you explain to us why? Like, why are you afraid <laughs> of the soap? Is the water a problem? I it don't might understand. be. They might be like some of them dolls that don't want to get wiped. But anyway, <laughs> and there's some more on here. I'm just going to do one more. Uh, but please, again, guys, go check it out. It's called Mythbusters. I think they're really good to read. Uh, and this is one because we posted a video that I thought was hilarious that this is connected to. So can spraying alcohol or chlorine all over your body kill the new coronavirus? What? No, people are doing that. There's videos. We posted it on our Instagram. We did. Where the lady was doing this. They was spraying a disinfectant. She was spraying the shit out of them kids. Yes. Like, people are literally doing that. So, like, nah, it's a real thing. So, the answer is no. That part. Spraying alcohol or chlorine all over your body will not kill the virus um, that has already entered your body. So, spraying these can actually be harmful to your um, clothes or your mucous membranes. Um, i.e. mouth and your eyes those are considered mucous membranes Hmm. so again do not do that and they have some information about people wearing masks and who really should be wearing the mask and how it is so much more effective especially if you're not directly caring from some for someone with coronavirus to simply wash um, your hands with soap and water for the recommended 20 seconds with you know hot water so again don't burn yourself though please but again, just check that out. Uh, you'll be able to get, you know, a lot of information. They even talk about, you know, the vaccine against pneumonia. Does it help against coronavirus? So it's some really good myth buster. So again, check it out. So let's move into another topic because I think this will help to really kind of get a great conversation started. And we alluded earlier that we have a great financial planner that's coming to uh, be a guest on our show today. Mm-hmm. And I found this article, which I thought was, you know, something we kind of know already because you got to think about, you know, who's being disenfranchised and, and so forth. So it's not a big, big surprise, but the article talks about how Black and Hispanic workers are less likely to be able to work from home. And you all, we all talked about how we are all working from home, but that's not the case for everyone. So there was a study that was done uh, that actually looked up to 2018 and it talks about how less than 30% of workers can actually work from home. So you're hearing a lot about people who are being laid off. And here are some really interesting um, data from this particular study. It looked at from 2017 to 2018, 37% of Asian workers, and these are all of who could um, use telework by race mm-hmm. and ethnicity. Asian workers, 29.9% of white workers, so more Asians are able to work from home than than white workers, 19.7% of Black or African Americans workers, 16.2% of Hispanic or Latino workers, 
and then 31.4% of non-Hispanic or Latino workers. Mm. So again, everyone doesn't have this privilege. And, you know, we've been hearing these stories and we talked about it on the last episode of, you know, the first round of layoffs. And we're hearing more, especially in the restaurant industry. Mm -hmm. And now even the hotel industry is being affected anywhere. We are dependent upon people coming in. Mm -hmm. Those industries are being affected. I mean, we may even see in the pharmacy, you know, realm, you know, people need medication. But now we're even thinking about how to get patients to their doctor's office, especially for those medications that have to be administered in office. So it really can affect a huge amount of us in different ways. I was asking about educators and I was talking to our career coach who was on earlier. Um, She and I actually just had a session, our, my free 30 minute session. And it was wonderful because I had some things in the works and I wanted to get her opinion. So I'm actually going to talk to her. So y'all check it out. It was called coach me. Mm-hmm. And it was with our um, our career coach, Leah Murphy. So, you know, back to this, you know, again, everybody is not privileged enough to work from home. So we really are thinking and keeping in prayer with people who are being laid off and praying that this does not last a long time. But it doesn't it show you how our economy is not that damn great? Because Absolutely. if we can have just in a matter of two weeks, our shit just come crashing down. Like what mm-hmm. y'all think about that? I mean, I think it's a worldwide problem, though. Like, I think this should be a wake-up call for everybody. So I feel like it sucks that people are getting sick and people are dying, but I also feel like this might be a wake-up call for people to... You're taking a lot of things for granted. I've seen all kinds of people outside, like, walking just to get out of the house. I've seen kids outside playing. I haven't seen that in forever. I've seen people riding bikes with their families, even I feel like the earth is starting to heal a little bit. So I've seen articles about mm-hmm. dolphins showing up in the canals in Venice. Really? Mm-hmm. The water is clearing up. The mm-hmm. air wow. in China is clearing up. All just from people being inside their houses and giving the environment a break. So wow. I think, although it sucks, there are benefits coming out of this situation. And also I think it shows how much that Having internet access and having health care and all of these things, these are not privileges. These are necessities. Right. Mm-hmm. And really I are. think the government needs to wake up to that. Like, yo, you know, you guys are really fighting over stupid shit and you need to focus on what's important. So I'm really upset right now that they're focusing on bailing out of all these big businesses And I'm like, you need to be focused on the people. What about the people? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, I have a friend who's a makeup artist, and he posted on social media how the company that he freelances for basically was like, for any hours that you can't be here and that you won't be here, if you want to get paid, you have to take sick leave. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't just, like, be off. Like, you either take sick leave or you don't get paid. Yeah. And then... The people who he, of course, had on his schedule, they've canceled one mm-hmm. person. Act, but one person, he lives in Maryland. And this girl, one of his clients lives in New York. And he was on his way to her. Had already said he was on his way to New York. She emailed him at one o'clock in the morning and canceled yeah. and did not send him any money. And it's like... <sighs> Yeah, didn't pay. Yeah, people are depending on us. You got to think about a lot of those kind of workers, people who DJ, like, you know, mm-hmm. of course, I'm around a lot of DJs, bartenders, bartenders, mm-hmm. all those kind of things. Servers. I know, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. That kind of income supplements a lot of people. So mm-hmm. for me, I had a party that was, you know, was supposed to happen last weekend and I was DJing. 
it don't really hurt me that I'm not DJing because I do this for a hobby. It's for fun. Right. Me. Right. So if I don't get paid, I mean, I want to return on my investment for sure. But if I don't DJ, it's not going to kill me because, you know, my primary source of income is through my company. Right. I do a lot mm-hmm. of other side hustles to gain extra income. So I don't depend on it, but you got to think about how many people do. And it's a lot of DJs out here, you know, shout out to all the DJs, a lot of DJs out here that do depend on that. Mm -hmm. And so it's so many people that have these hustles and are, you know, true entrepreneurs. Exactly. That is their income. And if they can't get out there or people are not willing to come to them, like they're suffering. So, you know, I think this is also a, a really important time to really think about our finances. And like we've been talking about, we seeing people out here, you know, rushing to go in and get toilet paper and fight over toilet paper. Mm-hmm. What about these stocks? <laughs> like this thing is crashing in front of us. And what are we doing to like become wealthy, like generational wealth? So I think right. this is an opportune time for us to bring our guest on and, and really make that conversation happen. So we have Dr. Frederick Pelham as our guest today, as we talk about financial planning. And it's funny that it just so happened that he was scheduled to be on the show with all this stuff that's going on with the coronavirus and the market and the potential recession. So we have him on to essentially give us tips on how to not only navigate within the upcoming weeks, but also how to navigate and invest and manage our money when things go back to, I don't even want to say the word normal, but when things go back to what we've been used to. Yeah, because I think it's going to definitely be a new normal, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's what we have to call it, right? Because it's so much has changed just in our time period. And we went through the recession in a week. Yeah, and um, I mean, we're at two weeks now. So it's 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 a lot has changed. And yeah, we have to kind of get adjusted. And even though we all kind of went through the recession of 2008, this just feels different to me. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm more grown. Maybe I'm more grown. Is that why? Well, I think we're we're older. And then also too, is the fact that you can't really go outside. We still don't know a lot about this virus and how it's spread. Everything is closing. Kids are out of school. So, I mean, it's just a really weird time. And the thing is, it's not just here in America. It's not local. Like this is a worldwide phenomenon. So we've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. So let's welcome uh, Dr. Pella. And it, and Freddie, you, P. Freddie P. <laughs> Freddie P. Freddie <laughs> P. So welcome Frederick Pelham. Frederick Pelham III is a highly accomplished former university professor of 11 years. And that's why you're going to notice how he teaches these this information to us. And I've had the pleasure of sitting down with him, but we'll talk more about that. He has taken the passion he has for teaching and community empowerment and now serves as a financial consultant. He provides valuable education to families with accessible instruction for building and maintaining generational wealth. One time for the generational wealth. Really two times. Amen. Yes. Two times for the... Generation, well, okay. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> sorry. I, I'm delirious at this point. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You've been working all day though, KB. I've been working all day and it's been a heck of a day. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway. Yeah. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. And you guys, y'all might notice the last name if you're like listening. Pelham. It's, yes. We have a connection. Yeah, it's a family affair. It is a family affair because (laughs) when I tell you two dynamite people joined underneath God, baby, look at him. 
Okay. We were at that wedding. And we was, was at the wedding. It was now, great. Now, Freddie, they remember me, but it's okay. He knows me now. <laughs> Freddie, you remember me? He there don't. Lot, there was a lot of people that night. <laughs> I know. I was just smiling and taking pictures. And I know. I came, but I, I really, you know. It's fine. Oh, my God. We've had his beautiful wife, the yes. Dr. Kimberly Brown Pelham, on twice now. Yes. And she's always dynamic, and people love to hear her talk. And when I tell you guys are going to feel the same way about Fred, you are going to feel the same way. And it's just an a, amazing union. And we are praying for you guys each and every day. It's a beautiful situation. So welcome. Thank you. We're going to jump right in. I mean, we all have questions. Well, actually, well, let's give you an opportunity to open up. You want to tell the listeners anything before we jump in? Because we don't want to bum rush you, but we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and shoot the questions. Tell me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So the first question that I want to ask is everybody's talking about this is an awesome time to buy stocks. Is that really true? And also, what kind of stocks should we be looking for at this point in time? So, yes, I was just telling one of my clients the other day that some people would never see another opportunity like this again. So mm-hmm. make this plain for you uh, so people can understand it. For instance, like what's your favorite store? If you go to the mall, what's one of your favorite stores? My favorite store? Mm-hmm. Pier One, that part. Yes, they did not go. They did not go out of business. They have closed stores. Let's not do it. Don't do it. They have not gone out of business. Okay, girl. They're scaling back. So Pier One is one of your favorite stores. Okay. Yes. So now imagine if I told you today when you go to Pier One, everything in the store is going to be ninety percent off. Yes, I'm here for it. But that means they in trouble. No, 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 no. They just having a sale that day. Everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you end up buying more or less that day? I'm buying more. I'm buying all of it. Now, I'm buying everything. Now, what if I also tell you, if you keep the receipt and you take that, whatever items you bought that day, and say you bring it back like a month or two from now, and if it's at its regular price, they're going to give you the regular price for that item. Would oh, you? Gucci. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what's happening right now. Okay. It's essentially, it's on sale right now. And so you're buying low. And right. On when, this, when things correct itself and we get back to what we're accustomed to. You can cash out if you wanted to, and they'll give you the new price, at, you know, or the higher price for that same item. Mm. I like I that. I love how you. Yeah. I love. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you break it all the way down. You gonna get some calls after this? Don't worry about it. But this is the other thing, and you know, it's so funny you say that because I saw like memes where one was saying instead of buying toilet paper, you need to be out here buying stocks. Right. Man. Like, why aren't That's we thinking real. like that, Fred? Like, why aren't we getting to that? Point. And I even had my friend literally call me up and was like, KB, I want you to look at this stock. Like you got this thing is at an all time low. So why aren't more of us thinking like that? Well, we haven't been taught to think that way. We don't even know Amen. that. We don't know that stocks and mutual funds and the market is really accessible to us. Mm. A lot of people think you got to have thousands of dollars to begin. And a lot of times, you know, that's the way it's been marketed to us, that you got to have a significant amount of money to get started. Right. But that's really not true. A lot of times, like with some of the stuff that we do personally with uh, investing, the minimum a person can get started with is twenty five dollars. Oh, that's yeah. it. I get, I get Wait, paid did tomorrow. You guys, we need did, to talk. Oh, I've already talked. We already talking. <laughs> Don't worry about it. My money gonna be right. Get you started. Twenty five dollars. Five dollars is the minimum per transaction. So I actually sat down with a couple recently, and I explained that to them, and I explained what the market really does for people and. The father stopped me. It was a couple. He's like, look, man, you don't got to go no further. He said, we spend more than $25 a week on alcohol. But he Amen. didn't know. He didn't That's know. real. That's didn't real. That you can take $25 and put it in the market and get shares of some of these same companies we spend money with every day. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. of, and sadly, some of this information is hidden from us or we don't know because of who we are. Right. You know, yeah. so my goal is to sit down and talk to our people, educate them and let them decide what they want to do. But yes, our mindset, we're thinking toilet paper and Lysol, but realistically, I got to look at the numbers from this, but somebody was telling me from 2008 to 2009, that period when we had the last collapse, yes. mm-hmm. it created a lot of billionaires and millionaires. I forgot the number. I think it, like, did. it was historic. These yeah. are the times where people can easily add another zero to their portfolio if you're doing it the right way. Mm, take that. Interesting. Another good question that came up was, what's the difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA? And I know you explained this to me, but I'm going to have you explain it to the listeners. So a traditional and a Roth. So basically, it's a vehicle that you can use to fund or put money aside for retirement. So the major differences between the two Depends on how you know your traditional was set up versus your Roth. Usually your Roth is after tax dollars. So look at your Roth is money that's in your bank account after you've been paid. So you can put up to, I think they just changed the number. I think it's like $6,000 a year is the most you can put into a Roth every year. Now, when you set up a Roth, you're telling the government, Uncle Sam, I'm not going to touch this money until I'm 59 and a half. That's your commitment by setting up a Roth or uh, a traditional IRA. You're not going to touch it until you're 59 and a half. But on the backside, the, the government says, well, you know what? If you're not going to touch this money until you're 59 and a half, we'll let it grow tax deferred, meaning mm-hmm. you don't have to pay taxes as it's growing right now. So mm-hmm. that's the trade-off for you. Your money actually gets to compound and compound faster because you don't have to stop to pay taxes along the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there are limitations as far as, like I said, 6000 is the most you can contribute a year. And I, don't, I think they just changed it. I think it was 5000 or 5500 last year. And also, you can only make a certain amount of money to contribute to a Roth. So if you make over, I think, 124000 as a single person or 206000 as a, you know, a couple, you cannot contribute to a Roth. So you got to oh, do something else. Really? Yes. That's interesting. All right. I need to make some phone calls there. Do you know the reasoning behind that by chance? That's something with the IRS. Because really, it's trying to give you a leg up as you're trying to build your portfolio. It's going to take you years to do this stuff. But there are other vehicles outside of that, but it's more for, for middle class. Just put it that way, for middle class. Gotcha. Okay. That's the way I can put it, because if you're a multimillionaire, you're not thinking about a Roth. Right. I mean, mm. Like I tell people, there's levels to this game, because if a person tells me they got a Roth and they contribute to it every year, I know you make a certain amount of money. Mm. Gotcha. Mm. Hmm. So speaking of retirement, since, you know, the three of us are women of a certain age and <laughs> I think, you know, also our listeners. You I'm know, still a tenderoni. Don't get it twisted. Girl, bye. So, but I think, you know, as people in our 30s, you know, how, what should we be doing to prepare for retirement? Because of course there are, you know, a lot of things now and a lot of people who talk about, oh, you should plan for your retirement, you know, as an 18 year old or in your twenties, but we don't really start thinking about that until we get to our thirties and forties. So how, what should we be doing now to make sure that we're set up and we're not working until we're like 70, 80 years old? So when it comes to building wealth for your retirement, the earlier you get started, the better off you're going to be. Because when it comes to building wealth, it's not about how much money you're doing, it's how long you're doing. Mm. So it's a chart I can send to you, um, you ladies, and let y'all see, but it's a chart I share with a lot of my um, clients. But if a person at the age of 20, if they start um, putting aside $61 a month, every month from the age of 20 to the age of 65, they can have over a million dollars by retirement. Mm. That's crazy. 
If you wait till you're 30, I think it's like 193 a month. If you wait till you're 40, it's like 620. Like the longer you wait, the right. more you put aside. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of people say, you know, I got a 401k through my job. And those are cool. You know, if you got a 401k, that's 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 cool. But you got to have something outside your 401k. Um, oh, so yeah, we definitely need to talk. To, because mm-hmm. a lot of times people tell me, you know, they love their 401k through their job. And a lot of people say, oh, my job matches. I ask people all the time, have you ever known a company to give you something for free? Right. Mm. So what does that extra money come from? The extra 3% or the extra 5% they match? Where is it coming from? That's a good question, isn't it? So what happens is, first of all, when you sign up for a 401k, you know, you're signing over rights to your money. You don't own that money anymore. It's not yours until they decide to give it back to you. Oh. So if you don't believe me, call your job tomorrow and say, hey, I want to get my money in my 401k and see if they just give it to you or they got to give you permission. There's you- a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So one, they gotta get they gotta give you permission, and then if they do give it to you, you can get taxed and penalized, things of that nature. So that's that's the first thing about a four hundred one k. But secondly, when it comes to the matching part, essentially, if you got your four hundred one k through a job, they know you're not gonna get that money least until you either depart from that company, or you're fifty nine and a half. So that gives them enough time to find someone like me that can take your money that they're taking from you every month and invest it in the market. And they make so much money off your money, they can give you back a portion in, in, the, in the percent that they match. Oh, oh that's, why they're that's how they do it. Okay. Money that they flipping and they giving back. Oh, they giving back to you. They giving us pennies. Wow, back. Ooh, we back, never back. knew how that worked. Yeah. Right, you always thinking. Oh, they I thought they were taking their profits. I thought they were taking their profits and investing it in you. I guess that was silly for me to think they, that. They investing like because you a certain amount of your money comes out every yeah. month. Yeah. So they use that as far as their investments and things of that nature. That's crazy. So right now, since we're talking about retirement, should people be freaking out about their retirement plans because of this coronavirus and the stock market kind of crashing? Like, do we need to be worried if we were retiring, I guess? Well, I tell people, if you plan on retiring this year, yes, you're in trouble. But Mm. if you don't plan on retiring this year, don't worry about it. So like everybody, you know, you ladies, you got, you know, 20, 30 more years left before retirement. Mm. If anything, you want to be putting more money in right now because everything is essentially on sale right now. Yeah. Okay. But if you plan on retiring this year, then yeah, your plans are altered a little bit. You got to wait till the market recovers before you can retire if you want to retire with the same amount that you were projected to have before all this. So, so you you just extend the time. Say I was going to retire in November. Maybe I extend it to next year. Exactly. Mm. If the market recovers to where you, it was before, you know, before all this happened. Mm, but wow. you're young, you got 20, 30 years. You actually should be putting more into your retirement or now let me say this. If you got a 401k and you matching, you don't you do up to that matching number, but don't do a penny above that. Your money okay. actually like so I know some people that said, hey, my company matches up to five percent, but I'm actually contributing 12%. Well, that extra seven percent is not really doing you any good. You need to be taking that money and create uh, on an account outside of your job, an investment account outside of your job, and put that extra money there. Well, let me ask you about that because I just did my taxes and my tax guy actually told me to increase my amount that I'd taken out. I'm at the max, but I'm over it. So I'm at like 9%, right? And they're only matching me up to whatever. I think it's 8% or something like that. So he told me to go up to like 10 or 11%. He said, I'm doing really good right now. He said, but that'll help me come down in my tax bracket. That's what he's doing. He's trying to reduce your taxability. I'm taking it as far as that extra money that you're putting aside into that um, to that 401k, you put it into a mutual fund outside of that or investment outside of that 401k. Because I tell people, 
typically when you most jobs when you sign up for a 401k they have like three different programs for you like uh you can get into aggressive portfolio a moderate portfolio or a conservative portfolio so imagine you everybody here came into the job and they went into that aggressive portfolio and also imagine everybody no, like so imagine the company has 200 employees all right. And a lot of us went into that aggressive portfolio. So everybody, you know, you, you ladies, you have about 20, 30 years before retirement. But imagine Miss Smith, who's been with the company for 30 years, she's about to retire next year. So with you and I, we need to see fluctuations in our portfolio because we've got a longer, uh, you know, right. and a, um, longer horizon. Miss Smith doesn't need to see drops in her portfolio because she's about to get out the door pretty soon. So in a lot of cases, the most aggressive portfolio with a job is still pretty conservative compared to something if you did it outside of the job that's customized just for you and your risk tolerance and your horizon before retirement. So I tell people do up to the matching amount. Then outside of that, you should do something separate from the job. Mm. And just get hit with the taxes. Don't worry about it. It depends on if it depends on what kind of difference, like if you feel on a threshold and you can do a little bit more, it's going to reduce your taxability. Oh, okay. Tax bracket. And that's a whole different conversation. But most yeah. People, I got hit Fred. Yeah. Fred, I got hit dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even meet nobody who make no money, dog. Because we just gonna be nah. I'm not doing it. A lot of folks getting hit now because Trump changed the yes. He changed the law, the tax codes. Yes, mm-hmm. and so I ended up, and I know we're not supposed to give. And this is a, something I learned. Um, and I told Fred I had just learned this in business school, and I'm like the black person sitting in the class, like what? We don't need no tax refund. You don't supposed to. You're not supposed to. I didn't know that. Like it was always looked at as a great thing to get a tax refund. So last year I did adjust so that I would meet it right at the point. And I'll say this year I did. I met it right at the point. So I'm getting no check. But I guess I need to just look at it like, okay, KB, you're not getting a check. But that also means you didn't give Uncle Sam a loan. Too much money. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because the way somebody explained it to me, it was like you're giving them this money for a year. Yeah, and they're making money and off of it. They, right, mm-hmm. they're making money off of it. But also, it's your money that they're just giving back without, like, any interest. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you borrow money from somebody, you have to pay it back plus interest. Exactly. So yeah. that's, that's the lack of knowledge that we're not being taught. We're not mm-hmm. right. We look forward to tax return. Yes, we do. Right. I, I, I was I, happy about mine. I know somebody who almost fired his accountant last year or two years ago because he got a return. He's like, hold on, I don't. What? Yes. Yep. I think oh, my wow. my tax guy is just charging me a little too much money, but we'll talk he about it. He charged you a he lot is. of money. He, he is. He's price gouging you. That's I true. think so too. But, but we don't talk about he, that later. Yeah, he told me. Yeah, I ain't gonna worry about it. All right, cool. Anyway, so you know, a lot of times we talk about being in debt. What are some strategies you have for someone who wants to get out of debt? Like some just some simple strategies that people can think about. Okay, so one for a lot of my clients, I have a, a platform here that I use, and it's called you know it's like debt stacking. We show folks how to eliminate debt a lot faster. We okay. can show a person how to pay off a thirty year house in fifteen years or eight years. Oh yeah, eight we need years. to talk. Wait, we Fred, you didn't tell me that part. I gotta come back for two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need eight to talk. years though, Fred. So it's a thing. It depends on how, what kind of loan you have, because you want you got to ask your agent, and sometimes they don't know. You got to go through the contract or find someone. But you want a loan, and you want to see are your payments applied as sent or applied as scheduled. If your payments are applied as sent, that means typically when you make a payment, interest is frozen for five days. Okay, so you make your first payment, interest is frozen for five days. A few days later, you make another payment. Okay, oh. that interest is frozen again for five days. So uh, in, a, in one month or 30 days, 
you got 10 days of no interest adding up. Yeah, you're paying down even more oh, than what on you the principal. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That's so smart. It's, it's, it's different. Things. I don't know nothing but, about this. Yeah, they don't teach us. They don't tell you that, though. But why wouldn't they, though? Why would they right. teach you how to get out of a loan faster? Because they're making... They, they want make more money. money. Yep. Okay. Wow. All right. So this is a question I had, and I think I had this question because I felt like a lot of times we don't tell people what to do. How does one get started in investing in the stock market? Yes. Like, you know how people say, like, oh, you need to know. invest in the stock market, but people don't always know what to do. Now, I'll tell you, I use one company. I don't think I should say their name because they didn't give me no money. But I mean, <laughs> we are educating black people. I don't know. Anyway, so I use one company. And Fred, you know which company I use because you've seen my stuff. But like, you know... How does one get started? And especially, you know, I saw a lot of people racing to buy um, stock into the company. And we were talking about the coronavirus earlier, but um, the company that is now working to develop a vaccine for coronavirus. And again, they just started. I mean, the study just started up. So like, is that something smart? But again, how do people start to like play in the stock market? So one, I tell people, you need to talk to somebody that does this for a living. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it depends on which company you go with. Some people charge you a fee just to sit down with them. I don't. My company doesn't. Mm. So what we do is we, you know, we sit down and talk to you and find out where you want to be, what you're trying to achieve, and we come up with a strategy for you. So I tell people, you know, you'll hear about companies all the time. They say, hey, well, with us, there are no upfront fees and things of that nature. If there are no fees, that means they're not they're not managing your portfolio a lot of times. They'll take your money. I've seen situations where a person would take your money or a company. I'm not going to say this company's name, but I know certain companies, if you don't have a certain dollar amount to invest, they would gladly take your money and put your money in a in a portfolio and let a computer algorithm monitor the market and try to mm. give you a 2 or 3%, 4% return on your money. But they're not going to actively move stuff around and make, you know, help you get the returns you should be getting because to them it's not worth their time because you don't have enough money. I've actually seen companies do this to people. Wow. So I tell people you need to sit down with a professional that can actually direct you and you know, point you in the right direction. Some people have fees associated with it just to sit down and talk to them. <laughs> and like I said, a lot of stuff I do, we don't. I can do that. I do have a license where I could you know, just get paid to show up and talk, but I don't do that unless somebody got to request that. And then I actually got to figure out, okay, is this actually suitable for you or are you just doing it because you heard somebody else say this before? Mm-hmm. But find you someone that you can sit down and talk to because it's all about a strategy. A lot of companies have products. Everybody got products, but let's put a strategy together. You tell me where you want to be in 10, 15, 20 years. We can put certain things in place to help you get there. Mm-hmm. So when I sit down with a person, I tell them, I guarantee I can help you become financially independent. It is up to you how long you want to wait to get there. Do you want a 20 or 30 year plan or you want a five to 10 year plan? Either way, you'll get there. But the five to 10 year plan, you're going to have to get a little uncomfortable. We call that, you know, you got to be a willing participant in your own rescue. That mm-hmm. means you got to. You got to do a little extra stuff. You got to, you know, be a little bit more frugal with your spending and, you know, and, you know thinking long-term, not checkers. We're thinking chess. We're thinking investments. We're thinking generations down the line. We're not thinking about those shoes on sale right now. We're thinking about, let me put this money over here instead. It's mm-hmm. hard, though, Freddie P. I like shoes. Oh, oh Lord, Lord. this <laughs> one. <laughs> I like new, shoes. I like vacations. You your job when you're 70 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and wear those shoes on the beach wherever you want to when you're 50 or 40. So <laughs> it's just decisions we got to make. That's true. Right. That's like, so true. We just talking about time and money. It's, it's mm-hmm. not history. That's what's up. Now, that's another question because I, you know, coming in contact with people, I feel like they always talk about life insurance and I don't, I know mm-hmm. life insurance topic is huge. I don't understand it. 
Yeah. yeah, but I we we're gonna give your information at the end so you can have all the consultations. But I guess one of the things is like what age should we be really thinking about a life insurance policy? Because we always see these things about GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm not trying to be like mean or nothing, but I just feel like that can't be the the solution every time. And, I, and these sometimes these things are untimely. You don't know they're going to happen. Yeah. Like I travel for work, right? So I have to be a little bit more cautious about the well-being of my child because I travel a lot. Yeah. And not to say going down the street, you ain't nothing going to happen, but I'm just kind of cognizant of it, right? So I actually just recently got a life insurance policy outside of my job because I thought my job one was like all I needed. And they were like uh, negative. Yeah. So I actually just signed up. Um, and it's a brother, actually a FAMU graduate uh, with State Farm. But I know your company does it as well. So kind of tell me about like, you know, what's the deal with the GoFundMes? And can, okay. again, can we start thinking differently? So yes, you need life insurance. But let me ask you, let me ask you ladies this. From your understanding, how long does a person need life insurance? I think right. I ended up doing mine for 30 years. Right. I was about what to say, till you die. Yeah, until you die. Okay, so let me, let me, okay, let me tell you this. Okay, a lot of people think you need it from the day you're born to the day you pass away. No, I'm right. I'm tell you this. You do need life insurance, but you don't okay. need it your whole life. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I was told. They lied to us about that part. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they say that, because let me, well, I'm going to go through this illustration. Then when I'm done, I'm actually the same question. You'll see why they tell us that, Okay. So the only reason a person, for the most part, needs life insurance is because they don't have the money to leave their family, heaven forbid, something happens. Right. That's the only reason you need it, right? Right. And so, to pay for your funeral expenses, too. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Pay for your funeral expenses now, but if you had the money for to pay for your funeral expenses, and that's all you needed, you wouldn't need well, life insurance. that's right. So at the end of the day, I tell people, at the, end of, at the end of the day, it's really, I mean, you got variations of it, but you only it's really two different types of policies. They got different names, but at the end of the day, you have a term and you have mm-hmm. cash value. Okay. And a lot of times cash value has the name of whole life, universal life, and you know, but at the end of the day, it's term and you got cash value. Okay. So term pretty much just covers you for a period of time. After that period of time, it goes away. Whole life typically covers you until you're like 99 or you know, your whole life. And every month you, you know, you make a payment, part of your payment builds up a, like a savings component for you, right? Okay. So now I tell people this, imagine this, every month you make a payment into your policy. If they can take part of your payment and put it into like a savings account or something for you, didn't they tell you initially that you overpaid for the price of insurance? If they can take part of your payment and do something else with it? Yeah, because they're going to invest it, right? Okay, so hold on. So you make a payment and they take part of your payment. So imagine you overpay every month by $50. Do you think that entire $50 shows up in your savings account or they got to take fees up first? Yeah, they're going to take fees out. All right, so you overpaying by $50 and say $35 show up in that cash value account, okay? And I can get into the reason why they call it cash value instead of cash. That's a whole other topic. But anyway, that $35 will keep growing in that account, okay? For years. Every time you make a payment, that $35 growing. And say down the line years from now, heaven forbid you have an emergency and you need to get to your own money. Don't they make you borrow your own money and Mm -hmm. pay back the difference? Yeah. Okay, so we think that's a little extreme. So what we suggest a person do instead is get yourself a term policy, okay? Right. Because That's term right. is like cheaper than anything else you're going to get out there. So a lot of times term is half the price of a whole life policy. Mm-hmm. Now, the money you're saving by doing term, we put that in an investment, like a mutual fund. 
or some kind of investment in the market. So every month that $50 that you're saving, it goes into an investment account, okay? So imagine this, imagine you got a 30-year term policy of $150,000. And imagine, you know, saying the money you're saving at $50 is going to an investment account and you're putting $50 in that account every month. And now keep in mind, it's 30 years, $150,000. And say you've been doing $50 a month and say around year 22, you got $150,000 cash in your investment account. Do you still need a $150,000 life insurance policy if you got $150,000 cash? No. Exactly. So you let the life insurance go away and the money you were spending every month in life insurance, you put that towards your investment to make it go faster. Now, if you do it that way, do you need insurance your whole life? No. no. Okay, now I'm going to ask you this. Who do you think companies going to make more money off of, though? You, their if you had something for a small period of time, or you, if you had something for the rest of your natural life? The natural you, if you life. had it for the natural yeah. life. Yeah. Okay, then. So, huh. that's we, we teach people. My goal is, when I sit down with a person, my goal is to make you cash rich, not insurance rich. <laughs> right. So, it's like interesting you. because I do have, I got a life insurance policy, I think, like, two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it is a term life insurance. Uh And like the person who sold it to me, you know, explained that term was better. And I was just like, okay. But he didn't, like, I didn't fully understand why it was better until just now. (laughs) (laughs) Let me me clarify. Three years later. Right. Term by itself makes no sense. Because Mm -hmm. in 30 years from now, that policy goes away, you're going to need something else. Right. Okay. Term with an investment. Now, when I mean by an investment, I'm not saying they tied together. Like literally, you got like imagine the house you're in right now is your mm-hmm. insurance house. The house that um Suge in is your investment house. Those mm-hmm. two houses, they're not tied together anyway at all. Okay. Right. Well, so term with an investment makes perfect sense because you're saving money on the term, but the money you're saving, you invest in it. So once your investment match what your insurance need, you turn the insurance off. Let me call him tomorrow so I can talk. So oh, I yeah, I got some more money for you, uh, Fred. Term. term is cool, but if you don't have the investment, and what I mean by investment, I'm not saying, like, because a lot of times companies try to tell you an insurance policy got a savings component or an investment portion to it. Mm-hmm. But the United States government, I forgot which division, they don't they don't look at insurance as in the, as a, a retirement account or as an investment. Right. It's insurance. Right. So I tell people, don't fall for one of those people that say, hey, we got insurance and it has an investment component to it. No, give me a, an, an investment account and I want mm-hmm. a, an insurance policy. I want two separate things. I don't want them tied together. Because oh. you know what? Maybe mine is tied together because I put money in, but at the end of the term, I can get a portion of it back. Right. So you got to look at it. You got to look at what so yeah. term I call him form is just insurance and that's it. In its purest form, term insurance is just straight. Co- just, I tell people, look at your life insurance like look at your car insurance. Meaning, with your car insurance, you want to pay the least amount of possible for that car insurance, right? But heaven forbid, if you need it, you want it to be there. Yeah. Right. The life insurance. You want the coverage that heaven forbid something happens. But if nothing happens at all, that's great. You know what I'm saying? Because my goal is that for you, for you to have that, but also have you an investment going. So eventually you won't need the insurance at all. So yeah. young people, it's 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 any time, right? As soon yes, as exactly. you get yes. Because what happens when you're young, your insurance need is higher. Like when you got young children, you just bought a house, you got a lot of you no know, people depending on you. So your insurance need is high. But what happens as you get older, the house gets paid off, the children leave the house, they graduate from college, they got their own family, your insurance need is low now. You don't need as much insurance when you get older than you did when you was young and your, your family was young. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you're young, you might not have a lot of money. But right. you're doing the right things now. So when you get older, you will have a lot of money. 
So mm-hmm. that money will replace your need for insurance because you have the cash there. Mm. Wow. Okay. I've learned so much in this conversation. Okay. So one question, and I know we're we're using a lot of your time, but we want to ask you another question. What's the most common misconception people have about saving money and just working with a financial planner, period? Okay, so it's a difference between saving and investing. Mm. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something that most banks or institutions are not going to tell you. It's mathematically impossible to get ahead if all your money is in the bank. It's not possible. Now, people look at me strange when I say that, like, what the world is man talking about? Imagine if you had a million dollars in the bank, okay? And imagine your bank gave you 2% on your money, okay? That ain't no money I'm, I'm, at all. But check this out now. This is what I mean by you cannot get ahead. If the, you got your money in the bank and the bank giving you 2%, we tell people inflation moves almost at 3%, sometimes closer to 6%. So somebody asked me the other day, like, how does that affect your money? So this is the story I tell everybody how I remember inflation, Okay. When I was nine years old, me, my sister, my cousins, we all laughed at my mom because my mom told me when she was nine years old, she used to go to the store with a quarter. And for one quarter, she was able to get a bag of peanuts and an RC soda, and she got changed back. And we were like, there's nowhere in the world she did all that with a quarter. We thought she was just messing with us because she didn't want to give us the money to go to the store. But when I was nine, I went to the store with a dollar. And for one dollar, I was able to get a 50-cent can of Hawaiian punch, a bag of hot fries or a dill pickle, and a piece of gum. And I got changed back. So I tell people, you know, once I get through the day, go to the store with a dollar and let me know what you can get. A dollar today? Maybe exactly. a candy bar? Maybe. But you might have Maybe. to have some change for the tax, right? Right. So well, they get a dollar fifteen. Is that right? <laughs> that's right? At the end of the day, looking like that, that's inflation. So if your money's moving at 2%, but inflation moving at 3%, sometimes closer to 6%, can you Yeah, see you're not making anything. Yeah. Really, you actually got a slow leak. You don't know it. Because most, right. you know, most people, you love the bank. They say the FDIC stuff, my money's secure. But if you're not getting at least 3%, you're actually losing money every year. You just don't know it. The money's still there, but it don't have the same spending power as everything else that's going up. So I tell people, you, is you definitely need to get with somebody to help point you in the right direction so you can get your money in a position where your money's making money. And mm, that's what I want, my money making money. That part. That's real freedom. <laughs> that is real freedom. It mm-hmm. is. It is. And we don't have that in our community, unfortunately. Um, They're not teaching us this. Why would they teach you this? Right. Because exactly. they, they right. make money off of us. Exactly. Because we, we will be the potential of having another Black Wall Street, right? Yes. Yes, we would. Well, that's why we need people like you, Fred, out here telling and speaking to us. So that's what's up. Right. So we have a number of listeners, Fred, that sent us questions to ask you. But unfortunately, we only have time for one. And that question is, what is a good short-term investment when the market is crashing? Okay. So again, I ask people, you know, one, what do they mean by short-term? Because a lot of stuff that I'm doing and I do with my my, uh, my clients, I'm thinking long-term. We think, mm-hmm. like I said, I told you guys, ladies before, I'm thinking the mindset of chess, not checkers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got to have a, we do a long-term strategy to help build generational wealth. So it depends on what a person is looking for when it comes to short term. But the market has shown, studies have shown the person that with the buy and hold strategy, they buying investments and they holding them, does better over time than somebody that's in and out. Because mm-hmm. to go in, there's fees, to come out, there's taxes. So mm-hmm. I'm like, it depends on what the person actually means when they say, you know, short term and what they're trying to achieve. Because, I mean, this is a time right now where if you have money, you put it in, the market is going to correct itself. 
And you can make a lot of money, but you will get taxed on that money if you come right out right away. Mm-hmm. So, so there is a way to avoid taxes on it? It's not. No, Uncle Sam pretty much got his hand out regardless. <laughs> Unless you're putting your money in government bonds, but bonds don't pay that high. And then they just re- don't lower the interest rate the other day. So right. you know, mm. Uncle Sam pretty much won his cut from almost anything you're doing. And those bonds take a long time to mature, don't no, they? You got, honestly, you got some bonds that mature less than 90 days. Oh, yeah, T bills and stuff like that. Most people don't know about it, but yeah, T bills and stuff. Some bonds. Oh, yeah, we learned about T bills. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what's a T bill? I don't know. <laughs> well, some of them mature really fast. Like uh, I forgot that. It's the minimum. I want to say ninety days, but for some reason, I feel like it's shorter than that. You could have asked oh. me that years ago when I was studying for all these investment licenses. I could have told you on the spot. But, <laughs> but it's all right. It's not. It's not a huge return. We're talking like you know one, two, three percent, but. They, you know, they they mature pretty fast. It's better than nothing, though. Exactly. What are the bonds that you know? Sometimes when you have a newborn baby, someone bought us one for my daughter. Are those good to have? It depends on when that child was born. Because at one point, bonds had a pretty decent interest rate. But we put people in accounts. There are accounts out here that average nine, ten, twelve percent a year. Hmm. So you compare that to a bond that's giving one or two percent. Or if you want a two percent, it's like when you actually look at it, like why would I put my money there if I can do it here? But most right. people don't know that there are accounts. I had people in an account last year; it actually performed at thirty-eight percent. Now, really? Yeah. And I told them, listen, because they called me, I'm like, don't, I'm not, don't expect thirty-eight percent this year. Just right. Like, <laughs> was in there when it happened, because last year was a great year, right? For these accounts. And that's what Trump was uh, touting about how good the stock market, like he really did something. But it's all gone now. So we got to right. wait. It really don't matter. Uh-huh. Right. Wow. This was wonderful. I mean, I know we did a really speed, you know, yes. talk and went and I'll attest because I had a chance to sit down with Fred and really talk through like, hey, what should I be doing with my money? Because I know I'm not doing the right thing. <laughs> like, I know, like, even though I have little things, I'm not thinking big picture, right? In long term, like you're talking about. So right. I know I had the opportunity to sit down in person. Uh, and this was part of my trip in January, guys, when it got a little crazy. It's okay. Uh-huh. Well, we <laughs> well were, at least you were, were smart able to do about something it. productive. Thank exactly. You. You, you turned lemons into lemonade. I so. yes, Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. And we had a chance to sit down and really talk through a lot of things. And I'm, you know, I did one um, deal with Fred and I'm going back in again because I'm, I'm totally like invested in let's not just think about today and buying toilet paper and all these other things, but let's think about this long term, what this is going to do. And I'm all about generational wealth. So Fred, please let people know how to get in contact with you. And we will post this also within our group. So that way, any of the listeners can simply hit you up. We will post it. But please let the listeners know where to uh, contact you from. Okay, well, they can contact me through your email or my cell phone. Number. I'm trying to think. How big is your audience? I, I, I don't think. Cell phone. phone. Don't think, yeah, don't put your cell phone out. <laughs> right. Your email will be Might fine. begin. You, you ain't going to have Dr. Pellum calling us. Oh, like, that <laughs> part. Like, all these people calling my husband. She's not going to cuss right. us out. But no, exactly. and, and we just as crazy. We'll be ready to, we'll be ready to fight, right. too. Who is this? Like, I know you're not calling my brother-in-law. That's not what we're doing. Hey, right. They already know I'm crazy. So exactly. I just text y'all my email address, but I put Frederick Pelham at Yahoo. That's Perfect. the easy one. People can you know, find me. They're, they're serious. We can exchange phone numbers and sit down and talk from there. 
All right. So Frederick Pelham at Yahoo.com. Again, listeners, we will put this in the posting so you all will see it. Let him know that Femme Noir file sent you. What was that? E-R-F-R-E-D-E-R-I-C-K. Yes. Yeah, you got to get the other E in there. But yeah. (laughs) So yeah, let the people know. And again, let him know that Femme Noir file sent you. Yes. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Freddie P. Give it up for Freddie P. Thank y'all. <laughs> and since I live in Philly, and it sounds like Teddy P. Oh, right, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. All right, well, y'all have a good one, okay? All right, you too. Tell Kimberly we said hi and I stay will. safe out there. Yes. Thank you. You Thanks. too. Thanks. Bye. Don't forget to listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Connect with us on social media at Seminar Files on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Seminar Files. Bye!